Happy Friday. Welcome, guys. My name is DK, and we are back to talk about a nine-game NBA DFS slate on DraftKings. If this is your first time watching, well, cover content for DFS and for player prop sites, prize picks, dog, and parlay. Guys, excited to announce a new sponsor. That would be BetMGM. I'm going to have a link down below. But they have a special offer right now where you, if you bet $5, a new user, and you bet $5, you will get $158 in bonus bets back. So all you have to do, uh, again, is download BetMGM, have a new account, right? Bet $5, and you get a free $158 to play with. I'll have a link down below. I uh, do have some other exciting stuff to announce pretty soon. Um, but, uh, one other thing also got to read out the promo, uh, 21 plus you had to be 21 plus obviously and call or text 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have a gambling problem. Uh, but yeah, my biggest, uh, my best advice is, uh, we talk about it with the DFS sites, you know, with prop betting, uh, same with, you know, straight betting on sports books, get on as many of these sites as possible. I have a bet MGM, I have a bet MGM account. I've had one for a while. Um, and then again, when you're placing your bets, you can look through one offers the best value, right? So give it a try. Again, if you do uh, deposit click, uh, after click that link, it does help support the channel. And um, yeah, if you guys look for more content, as always, you can check my Patreon link down below. Okay, so we got to recap a few nights here. Um, so if you do not like uh, tilting, then I would recommend fast forwarding about five minutes. We got things to cover here. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, so let's cover the last few nights. Three nights ago, cash, nice $500, whatever. Okay, we're not going to go over that. We got we to tilt here. This is what this channel is about. Tilting. I got I to gotta show you guys this. Where was it? Uh, I think it was this. This was two nights ago, I believe. Three nights ago? I don't know. Plus, all the days blend together. I, I never even know what day of the week it is. because It's all the same, right? It's all the same to me. But okay, yeah, this was, I believe, what, two or three days ago? So, was set, this is like a five-game slate or something, was set up amazing heading into the late game. Uh, had the Knicks snap, had the Knicks stack, Brunson, DiVincenzo, Grimes, Hart, they all smashed. Had Wood with Austin Reeves. Um, I faded Chalk D'Lo on the slate. He was a bust. Everything was set up amazing. And I had low-owned Joel Embiid with the team to himself. Okay. Came to himself at no ownership. It's literally one of the best plays of the season. Can't hit a shot and two trips to the locker room and he's done. I already told about this with a fellow Patreon member. But if I get an average Joel Embiid game, I'm probably 5xing. If I get 5-10. If I have a good Joel Embiid game, I'm winning the, I'm winning the big money. 26 fantasy points, two trips to the locker room, and 2% shooting. That's something else to go over, though. Let's go over last night. Last night, cash and low stakes, but... Missed by like half a point in high stakes. So we'll, we'll cover this quick. 
So just full on stack the Clippers without full stack the Clippers without Paul George random massive blowout to punish me. No fourth quarter minutes for Harden or no fourth quarter minutes for Kawhi. Uh, Harden only put a couple minutes in the fourth. I played low on Westbrook, barely got a shift, a second shift, subbed out early because the game was just a massive blowout. Um, and then, yeah, the only map that I played was Hardy because I was kind of playing for the blowout. And we talked about this in the Patreon stream, how I thought that uh, he was blowout proof. Basically, if the game blew out, I think he would still play it, and he did. He closed in a blowout. And then I had a full-on Denver stack. Aaron Gordon, absolute smash. Peyton Watson was such a good play last night. Random massive foul trouble to punish me. Barely plays the second half. On pace to break the slate, and the fish that faded get bailed out with random massive foul trouble. Um, and then, yeah, at MPJ and just Jamal Murray in a smash bout without Jokic, basement game for him. Missed by like half a point in high stakes tournament. And then tonight, was playing for the Lakers blowout because they were uh, 15 and a half point underdogs. No LeBron, no AD, fully healthy Celtics team playing on the road. Thinking, okay, that's a very reasonable way to play tournaments. We talked about this in the stream. I said you're either going heavy on the Lakers and hoping they keep competitive, and you're playing Reeves, and you're playing D'Lo, or you're going underweight. You maybe play one or two of those Lakers value plays. You hope the game gets blow- and hope the game blows out. Well, I played for the blowout. That was a reasonable strategy to take in tournaments. Also, totally reasonable to full stack the Lakers as well. Play for the blowout. Lakers win by 20. Without LeBron and AD on the road against the best team in the NBA. I play for the blowout. Lakers blow out the Celtics. (laughs) I mean, hmm, crazy, crazy over here. I did hit, I mean, well, it's early, but I I prioritized unowned Maxi on the slate. Uh, He has like 16 real points early in the first or so. Uh, Maybe if he just keeps that pace up, I can cash, but man. I'm on full tilt mode these last few days, man. But the Joel Embiid, the Joel Embiid one from two games ago really pissed me off. Because I was looking so good, and I thought Embiid was just such a good tournament play, sub 10%. If we got Embiid ruled in um, earlier in the day, Embiid would have been very popular. But it was late news. It was a standalone late game. I knew people wouldn't leave flexibility to get him in. So I slam him, sub 10%, and he just can't. He's clearly injured, too. Should, and this is another thing that I was mad about. Clearly injured. I had the other swap ready. If Embiid didn't play, it was going to be Tobias and Steph. Tobias absolutely smashed. Steph went for 60. If Embiid just didn't play, I'm a millionaire. But Embiid tries to play. I go prioritize Embiid because of the ownership. Too low for his chances of success, obviously, right? I had to play Sarge just because that was like a filler or whatever. Um, and he... yes, the answer is yes. I'm still on full tilt mode. But let's talk about the slate now. Had to get that off my chest. All right, Miami watching the first game here. So Miami, basically fully healthy outside of Duncan Robinson. I mean, it's a really good matchup. If you want to go to like Bam, Jimmy, Hero, Rogier, I think it's very reasonable. Um, you know, Jimmy, 7.8K, I expect him to get the most ownership. 50, 45, 51 fans points over the last three games. A Bam and a Bio has dealt with a little bit of foul trouble of late, but don't mind him for tournaments. We know the ceiling on Hero, 6.7K um, minutes. He'll low to mid-30s, I would say, and then... Rogier's been a little bit disappointing since coming to squad. Don't really know if I get to anyone else. Um, Hawkeye's at 5'6". The minutes have not been there. And they're just, again, 
too deep of a team right now. I mean, Martin is 4K. I guess he's a fine value play. But um, yeah, let's talk about Washington. Washington got uh, Marvin Bagley, questionable. That is somewhat significant. Um, and then also Jordan Poole, questionable. So last game without Poole, they went to Bilal Koulibaly in the starting lineup. I think if Bagley misses, you know, maybe some more solidified minutes for Gafford. Um, and then I don't even know what they would do with the backup five. I mean, maybe they'll try to go small. I don't know if they'd want to play Anthony. Um, but yeah, with Washington, I mean, nothing really stands out here. It's a tougher spot. Kuzma, Jones, Denny, they're playable in tournaments. I think Koulibaly, if there's no pool, would be an interesting value play. He played 37 minutes last game. So a Koulibaly would probably be my preferred option here on Washington if Jordan Poole does not play. Oh, I mean, so gross. Corey Kispert's 3-4. I guess he's playable. Uh, DeLon Wright is 3.3. His minutes have been way down. So, I mean, guess right now for me it would be Koulibaly and Kispert, and that makes me kind of want to throw up. Um, Clippers and Pistons. So Clippers, you got Paul George back. Um, Great matchup, but a lot of blowout risks here, too. And if you want to consider PG or Harden or Kawhi, sure. Um, keep an eye on the Paul George news. I want to see if he's still on a limit. I know they've been taking it easy on his minutes of late. Uh, you're going to get Plumlee and Tice playing a majority of the center minutes, and, and then uh, the Clippers have shown they can go small, too. Plumlee, 4-6, reasonable. Daniel Tice, 4K. Like, no real strong takes in either of those guys. Talk about the Pistons. Not a ton that I love here. No Isaiah Stewart. Cade Cunningham is probable. Um... I mean, he's always playable for tournaments, but KD being back kind of hurts everyone else. Durant at 7-1, if he can avoid foul trouble, we still have seen a ceiling on him, but again, just a turn play. Last game, where is it? They started for some Mike Muscala. I was like, what are we doing? They started Mike Muscala alongside Durant. Um, that made very little sense to me. Uh, Seward Thompson is 3.7K. The minutes have kind of ticked down. I think, was it Gallinari that had like a random game? Yeah. I mean, he's 3.3K, but I just don't have a ton of trust in his nets. Killen Hayes also out of the rotation for what's worth for Detroit. Phoenix and Atlanta. So Phoenix basically fully healthy. Um, it's a good matchup. Um, Booker, Durant, Nurkic, Beal all in play. Uh, I mean, we've seen the big games from Booker. We've seen the big games from Durant. But this is a team that is tough to prioritize, guys, when they are fully healthy. Um, Beal is 6.5K. I mean, that does feel like a, a decent price point there for Beal. You saw a massive game from my boy Nurkic last time out. Going for 50 bomb. Uh, but I think that was a bit of an outlier performance. I don't think he's going to shoot 11 of 15 again. Uh, let's talk about Atlanta. And then you have DeAndre Hunter back. Or DeAndre is questionable. Um, he played uh, first game back. He played 16 minutes. So even if he plays here, I don't expect a ton of run from him. I mean, the Atlanta guards are fine. I think I prefer Trey Young at 9.6 to DeJounte Murray at 8.1K. Uh, Jalen Johnson is always someone I've interested in for tournaments at 7.4K just because the minutes are really solid on him. Uh, you know, 36, 37, 42, 35 minutes over the last four games. So, and, and Johnson is a good point for minute guy, but he is foul prone. So that's always something like you do have to have in the back of your mind. Um, but uh, as far as the bigs go, I mean, you got Capella 5-7 splitting time right now with Okongu of 4.6K. I think factoring in salary and position, I might slightly prefer Okongu because Okongu is cheaper and does have power forward eligibility. All right, Sacramento and Indiana. So, uh, Sabonis all-star snub game, maybe, uh, and a little revenge spot too. Uh, I am really surprised he did not make the all-star game, but Sabonis has been playing out of his mind and this is a great spot against the Pacers. Uh, so I think he looks really good there. You got Darren Fox sub nine K. We have seen the ceiling on him, but he does uh, have a bit of a lower floor than Sabonis still fine for tournaments. The wings, like the minutes have been more, have been 
solid for uh, a lot of these uh, Kings wings. Like Keegan Murray has, you know, consistently been playing like mid thirties minutes. He had a big game last game. He's some big games from Kevin Herter. Like look at his Mets recently, 33, 30, 37 and 39. Harrison Barnes dropped a couple nukes a few games ago. Uh, he's been playing big minutes. Now the only, the only thing I get worried about with these Kings wings is if one of them really struggles, I mean, they can just go to Malik Monk. Right, and Monk's minutes have been down, but like if Herder struggles or Murray struggles or Barnes struggles, like their minutes are still not secure. Uh, they could very easily just throw more minutes at Malik. So that always is something you have to factor in. And with the Pacers, it's a back-to-back. We'll see on Halburn. I know they've been taking it easy on his minutes, um, but we'll see if he he gives it a go. Siakam at eight six doesn't really stand out to me. Turner at six one. I mean, the minutes are just disappointing on Miles Turner. I think like Jalen Smith outplayed him tonight. Still fine for tournaments, but I just, Rick Carlisle's rotations are so annoying. Now, one guy that has been playing really well, I think it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse uh, stretch here for Aaron Naismith, but you can't deny how well he's been playing. I need another good game tonight. He's also playing big minutes. Uh, do I trust the minutes? No, because Carlisle is his coach. Uh, but yeah, if you want to continue to ride the hot streak with Naismith, be my guest. Again, he's been playing out of his mind. Um, yeah, and, and we mentioned Jalen Smith. Right? He had a huge game tonight. I don't think the box score is updated, but... He's always someone that's in play for tournaments because he's a good point for a guy. And if Turner gets in foul trouble or if they split the minutes like they did tonight, well, Smith could have a really, really big game. Our Golden State and Memphis. So Golden State's a team that I have a, a lot of interest in. Uh, you got no Chris Paul, no Sarich, no Moody, no Gary Payton. They are shorthanded. You do have Clay Thompson back. Uh, Golden State's been running a much tighter rotation of late. Like, it's completely changed from the beginning of the year when they were just running such a deep rotation. Uh, but yeah, Steph at 9-4. Again, he had, what, 60 bomb that game against the 76ers, he just sits that game. Sits that game. I'm in Cancun, Mexico, retired, right? Because I have Steph and I have Tobias I have if Embiid sits. Incredible, incredible stuff. Or proof, right? That's all, that's all this channel is about. Prove to you guys. No one runs. All right, but yeah, Steph, uh, like him in tournaments, always. Kaminga and Draymond, I'm pretty high on their respective price points. Draymond got in some foul trouble asking me. It's Embiid, not a big surprise, but... Um, I think he plays 30 plus minutes, assuming he avoids foul trouble. So I like Draymond. I like Kaminga. Kaminga has just been playing extremely well. Huge minutes, too. And he's been super aggressive offensively. I think he looks pretty good. Clay Thompson, you know what I'm going to say, right? You know, he's a frustrating roster in DFS, but he should play 30 plus minutes. And if he's making a shots, he does still have a ceiling. And then Andrew Wiggins at 5 6 played big minutes last game. So I think all the main guys for Golden State look good. Steph, Clay, Kaminga, Draymond, Wiggins. Um, off the bench, I think they're going to run a rotation of Pojemski, Jackson Davis, Looney, and probably some Kojo. Um, Pojemski probably sees, I don't know, mid-20s minutes on the bench, makes him reasonable. Uh, the other bigs, I mean, Jackson Davis, the minutes have not really been there. They haven't really been there for Looney either. But without Saric, you know, one of those guys probably does play a bit more. And then, I mean, you'll see Corey Joseph in the rotation, but just, I, I still think I can stomach playing him. Memphis, so we'll see uh, in the news. I know Kennard and D. Rose not played on it. Also, Xavier Tillman got ruled out like 20 minutes after game time. Like, what are we doing here? And they ran, they ran a weird rotation, too. Um, it was what? This Demison guy played over... Oh, it was, oh, it was Tillman. Yeah, I remember looking at that. I was like, why isn't Tillman in? It was because he got ruled out 20 minutes later. Um, what? They went the starting lineup. It was Pippen, Conchar... Vince Williams, Aldama, and Jaron Jackson. Aldama and Triple J played big minutes. Now, if there's no 
Xavier Tillman again and Eldama plays the minutes that he did tonight. I want to say he played like 37 minutes, and I'm I'm pretty high on Santi Eldama, Santo Claus, Eldama. Jaron Jackson obviously has a very high ceiling, but the range of outcomes is wide for him because he's always in foul trouble. You got Vince Williams at 6'4, reasonable play. Uh, you know, is a guy that is, you know, one of their primary playmakers with him being so shorthanded. Uh, Scotty Pippen, assuming he starts, I think is a decent play. I don't think he played huge mess. I want to say he finished like 22, but um, cheap enough price point where I think he is viable. So uh, yeah, let's move on to New Orleans and San Antonio. And the big news, obviously, is Zion and Herb Jones. They're both questionable. Also, pretty significant news, Larry Nance is questionable. Oh, Nance affects JV. Um, you know, if there's no Larry Nance, I actually really like Jonas Valanciunas. I think he would probably play big minutes. He played 33 minutes last game. I would really like JV if there's no Nance because they don't have trust in the in the third string center, which is probably Cody Zeller. Um, and then Zion and Herb Jones is a big two because you're going to get a Trey Murphy in the starting lineup, and then you're going to get more run for like Dyson Daniels and Najee Marshall and guys like that if both Zion or Herb Jones are out. Also, Ingram and CJ will get a significant usage bump, and it's a great matchup. So Pelicans really depends on the injuries. But yeah, if all those guys are out, really like Ingram, really like CJ, really like JV, really like Murphy. I think Najee Marshall and Dyson Daniels would be solid values. I mean, Marshall played 31 minutes last game. How many minutes did Dyson Daniels play? Only 24, but he would still be reasonable. Um, there'd be a lot to like here for the Pelicans if those guys are all out. If they're all in, I don't think there's any standouts for me on New Orleans, but I think like any of like the main guys, Ingram, Zion, CJ, would be a playable in a good matchup. San Antonio, so we'll keep an eye on the news of Keldon Johnson. He is questionable. Also, Zach Collins is questionable. Wambayama, I think, stands as a good play, 9.3K. The minutes have ticked up. I expect around 30 minutes from him. Great point per minute. Basement averaging like 50 fans points a game over the last five games. Uh, you got Vassell at 6.7K. He should play big minutes. I think he's reasonable in GPPs. Sohan, Trey Jones. I think these guys look a little bit better if there's no Keldon Johnson. Um, big minutes for Trey Jones recently, 30, 33 and 35 minutes over the last couple of games. I don't really know if I can mess with the value here. If there is no Zach Collins, you probably get Barlow playing the backup five. Um, he played, what, 18 minutes last game. He's 4K. It would be an okay dart throw. Okay, Charlotte and Oklahoma City. So, uh, LaMelo Ball, doubtful. Last game, they basically gave Bryce McGowan's a spot start, um, but they played P.J. Washington, so big minutes off the bench. I mean, I'm interested in this team for tournaments because if the game is competitive, they're running a pretty tight rotation. Miles Bridges had a massive game last game, almost 70 bomb. He's the number one option right now. He's firmly in play for tournaments. Brandon Miller, I can't get this guy right for the life of me. I play him, you know, here, fade him here, fade him here. I just, I cannot. It's Really, really pissing me off. But he's playing huge minutes right now, which makes him in play for tournaments. P.J. Washington's had a couple big games. He's averaging mid-30s minutes. Richards dealt with a little bit of foul trouble. I think he'll probably bump back up to like 30-plus minutes. Uh, Cody Martin's been playing some point guard. Um, his assist numbers have been way up, 6, 8, and 6 over the last three games. I think he's a solid value. I don't really know if I can stomach anything else, though. McGowns or like Nick Smith Jr. I, it was so leaky black. The bench, uh, there's no... No grosser bench in the NBA than this Charlotte Hornets bench. I mean, look at this, man. Every every time I'm looking at this team and talking about Charlotte, okay, like the main guys, and I look to the benches. Oh, Oof. wow, 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 wow. Is that a bad bench? All right, Oklahoma City. So, no Jalen Williams, no Isaiah Joe. Main guys all look a little bit better without Jalen Williams. We'll talk about the value. I have no faith, no trust in Dagnall, right? None. Um, but I do like the main guys. SGA, 10.3K, good matchup. As long as the game is competitive, he has a high ceiling. Chet, Giddy, Dort. These guys look a little bit, look a little bit better without Jalen Williams. Chet had a huge game last game. Giddy, I thought he would play more. Still don't really see a minutes bump. But I think it's in the range of outcomes, and he could play close to that 30-minute mark. 
Lou Dort saw the bump. He played 36 minutes. The last game, it started Kenneth Williams. And Kenneth Williams was a good tournament play last slate as a contrarian value play, and he got benched. Second half, they went to Aaron Wiggins. And we've seen this years now with Dagnall, right? Whoever, whenever it's like a guy out or two, they'll, they'll start someone, and like there's a good chunk of the time, they'll get benched in the second half. So uh, if you want to consider this group of Case and Wallace, Aaron Wiggins, Kenneth Williams, and Misich, go for it. I have absolutely no faith in what happens here. Whoever starts to, still no faith in it. Um, so just putting that out there. Orlando, Minnesota, not a ton here to like on the Magic side. Gary Harris questionable, but yeah, tough matchup here. Slow game. Uh, yeah, there's really not a ton. If you want to consider Paul for tournament, sure, but this team is basically a cross-off for me. Minnesota, not a ton here either. Um, I mean, I think Ant and Cat are always playable in tournaments, but a nine-game slate's kind of hard for me to prioritize them. Conley's back. And you can always consider my boy Nas Reed because he's a good point per minute guy. If he finds his way to more, like last game was a blot. He played a bit more. He had a good game. Fine for tournaments. Last game, Toronto and Houston. So this one's tricky because there's so many question marks for the Raptors. Quickly, Barrett, Pirtle, all questionable. I believe Porter is doubtful. Um, so if all these guys are out, I mean, then Toronto looks good here. Uh, I think like Bruce Brown, Dennis Schroeder, Gary Trent, Thad Young, it'll all be really good plays. I would assume that would be the starting lineup of Broder, Trent, Brown, Barnes, and Thad Young. Um, Scotty Barnes, 9K. I mean, he should play big minutes. The only issue with him is the price point, whereas these other guys are way cheaper and should play similar minutes. Like Bruce Brown, 37, 38 minutes over the last couple games with these guys out. Dennis Schroeder played 34 minutes last game. Gary Trent Jr. played 30-plus minutes. Thad Young played 30-plus minutes. So these guys would all look really good if all these guys are out. Now, if quickly, Barrett and Pirtle are all in, then there's really not a ton that I like here for, for Trump. Another team that depends on injured news. Also, if all these guys are out and Porter doesn't play, I would assume that they go to Boucher as the backup five. If you want to take a shot at him, I mean, the minutes have not been secure whatsoever. He only played seven minutes last game, but I'll mention him at 3.2K just because he is a good point per minute player. And finally, Houston, you got my boy Shingoon. First time in the injury report. I believe Tari Eason is still out. Um, the Shingoon news is big, and I actually think that uh, they're, they would go small ball if Shingoon doesn't play. I think they'll, they'll play Jabari Smith slash Jeff Green at the four or five. But I think if Shingun doesn't play, they're going to go Van Fleet, Jalen Green, um, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, Jeff Green. I don't think they're going to start um, Jack Landale if Shingun uh, misses, but you never know. It's still possible. Um, if Shingun plays, I think I like him for tournaments. I mean, the minutes have been way up in him recently in competitive games. If Shingun misses, again, uh, everyone looks pretty good then. You got a revenge spot for Van Fleet, sub 7K. He would look good. Jalen Green's been playing out of his mind recently. Uh, 59, 38, 64, and 53 fancy points over the last four games. Again, do I trust that to continue? No, I would say a bit of a Mickey Mouse run, kind of Aaron Naismith-esque, but trust him to continue that level of performance, then go for it. Barry Smith would be the play that would really be interesting to me if there is no Shingoon. I think a lot of people would flock to Jalen Green, but we've seen big games from Jabari Smith when he plays the five, so um, I would actually really like him as Shingoon. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 4.7K. No real strong takes on him. He should play 30-plus minutes reasonable. Um, and then, yeah, Jeff Green starts for Shingoon. It's so cr- I don't even know if I could do it, man. He's so bad point per minute. Um, I mean, I played him with a million dollars on the line this game. Played 38 minutes and had 16 fantasy points. I, in the first half, he had 20 minutes and two fantasy points. So, so, so crap. Um. The rookies have been getting more run recently. Cam Whitmore been averaging about 20 minutes off the bench. I think he's playable for tournaments. Um, Amen Thompson been getting a little bit more run, but 
Um, yeah, those guys are kind of tournament plays. All right, so that's going to do it for the video, guys. As always, if you enjoyed, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and I'll see you all in the next video.